1: It was a typical morning in Yellowstone National Park when the body of park ranger, John, was found. He had been on patrol the night before, but never returned to his post. The other rangers searched for him and eventually found him in a remote area of the park. But something was off. John's skull was missing, and his body had been brutally attacked. My name is Jack, and I'm one of the park rangers. I was tasked with analyzing the body and trying to figure out what could have caused such a gruesome death. As I examined the wounds, I couldn't help but think that they looked like they had been made by a large, sharp claw. I couldn't. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
1: So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can
0: hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Shake the feeling that this was the work of a creature similar to Bigfoot. I shared my findings with the rest of the park rangers, but they mocked me and said, I was just seeing things. They reported the case as a murder to the police, but they said they were too busy to investigate. I was left alone with the body. And I knew I had to find out the truth. I decided to take matters into my own hands and ventured into the woods. I wanted to see if I could find any clues or evidence that would support my theory. As I walked deeper into the forest, I heard a loud roar in the distance. I froze in place, unsure of what to do. But then I saw it. A creature, unlike anything I had ever seen before. It was covered in fur, had a large, sharp claw and stood at least 8 feet tall. The creature roared again, and a buck ran past me, panicked. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like something out of a nightmare. The creature then fled into the woods, and I was left standing there, in shock. I knew I had to tell the others what I had seen, but I didn't know if they would believe me. I was terrified and didn't know what to do. I eventually made it back to the ranger station, and I told them everything but they still didn't believe me. They thought I was just seeing things, or that I was losing my mind. I was left feeling alone and isolated. I knew there was a creature out there that had killed John, and I was the only one who knew about it. I couldn't shake the feeling that the creature was still out there, watching me. I knew I had to be careful, and I couldn't let my guard down. I was determined to find the truth and bring justice for John. But I couldn't shake the feeling of dread that followed me, knowing that I was the only one who knew the true horror that lurked in the woods of Yellowstone National Park. I work for the forest service industry. I work primarily in the Pacific Northwest, but I've also worked in the Rocky Mountains and in the Northeast. I've also been to the Grand Canyon, Big Bend, Yosemite, just to name a few. I've been a full-time for almost three years now and I do a lot of things that people enjoy doing. My job is a lot of fun, but can also be very dangerous. My job basically is to enforce park regulations and ensure the safety of visitors and the resources. I'm basically like a security guard for a huge chunk of land and it's my job to deal with bad guys and make sure people have a good time. If a park is crowded... I may do a lot of crowd control and incident management which can be fun or boring depending on the people. I usually only deal with an individual, but sometimes deal with groups. This alone can be pretty frustrating. One day I was called to a private hiking trail in the dark. I'm still not sure why. All I know is that I was called in because apparently there's a group of hikers who were causing trouble on the trail and I had to deal with them. I will call the hikers the group and the trail I believe to be called Fox Trail. It's a private hiking trail that is inaccessible during winter months. It was a long hike from the parking lot to the trail. I got called out here in the middle of the night because this group was apparently vandalizing and even knocking over and destroying trail markers. I was told by my regional office that I would just have to deal with the group. It should be easy. I was told that apparently it was a few teenage boys and they should be fine if I escorted them out of the park and left them out with any fines. Anyway, I set off looking. The trail was a long hike and it would be a very long hike. A few hours later I had my flashlight, my radio. The night was cold and quiet. I got to the trail and found the group's vehicle. I knocked on it, called them on the radio, but nobody responded. Then I got on the radio and called the regional office. The rangers who were working on the other side of the park were going to send somebody out to help. I had to wait a few moments so I decided to check the trail. I put on my headlamp and began. The trail was narrow and the footing could be tricky. I was a little worried about one of the group members falling down the mountain and getting hurt. Search and rescue is not fun to be a part of. I decided to go slow so I could make sure nobody got hurt. It was pretty dark and visibility was very poor. I could see the trail and I could see all the trees around me, but other than that I could not see very far. Now, at this point, I was about a mile down the trail when I heard something. It was a little far off, but it sounded like someone was throwing rocks at the side of the mountain. I stopped for a moment and listened. It sounded like something big was throwing rocks and the sound seemed to be trailing up to my left. I stopped. It sounded like somebody was screaming or yelling, but it sounded distorted. I also made sure my radio was turned up so I could hear just in case somebody was trying to get a hold of me. I decided to quickly move down the trail, going somewhat slow and cautious. I did not want to trip over anybody or anything. I was about a mile and a half down the trail now when my radio burst alive. It was the regional office. They were saying that they had rangers coming up to help me, but they were having some issues and it would be a little while longer than they thought. Now, as I rounded a small bend, the sound of rock throwing and yelling got even louder. I almost turned back when I heard something that scared me. There was something there, standing just off the trail in the trees. Its arm was out big enough that I could see there was a hand. The hand looked human, minus the fact of its size and ugly shape and color. I was only about 5 meters from this thing. I'm not really scared of people, for the record, but I've been in a few altercations with animals. This thing looked human but I don't think it was. Its shoulder and body looked weird and it almost appeared to be wearing an old medieval style robe, there was a hood hanging over its head and when I showed my light in its face, what I saw terrified me. It his or her, I don't know what you would refer to it as. The skin was grey and dead-looking, the eyes black, and the mouth full of these little pine-tack teeth. Strategically thinking, I figured my best course of action was to now quickly turn around and make my way back towards the vehicle that I came from. As frightened as I was... I knew if I made a sound this being or person or thing would get me or so that's what I felt. So I turned around, made it a few more feet and turned back around. The movement of whatever that thing was watching me was now gone, but I could explore that I faintly saw a shape moving in the brush towards my direction. So I turned back, facing the trail, moving quickly back the way I came, and I'm almost certain the entire way back to my vehicle, it followed me. Whatever they were. Once I was able to reach regional office and talk to them, I explained to them what my experiences were, and that I never found the group. They partly laughed at me, partly told me it was probably just somebody out there watching me, but I'm telling you now what I saw was not human, and I really have no way to explain it away even to this day. So I'm contacting you and hoping you can help me here. I work in the Minnesota National Park System as a ranger. I've been a park ranger here for the past few years, and have been to many remote places in the park system. Plenty of backcountry camping experiences and plenty of wildlife experience. Plenty of night experiences. I am very familiar with the wilderness and the animals that occupy it. I am also familiar with the Native American culture and legends of the Native Americans, so I am very familiar with the different creatures the natives call skinwalkers. One night I was camping out in the backcountry of Buckhorn State Park. There are many campgrounds here in the park, but I like to camp out in the backcountry. There are lots of trails to hike on, lots of lakes around to explore. I was camping in the middle of the forest, right near the lake. I'd hiked around the lake earlier that day and seen a lot of deer, foxes, beavers, you name it. Seeing a lot of wildlife is a good sign so I had been camping now for a few hours. It was night time, I had a fire going and was relaxing. I heard the beaver in the lake, the owls, and the usual scurrying of animals. At about 11 pm, the forest got really quiet. I decided to try and lie down and go to sleep. I'd been sleeping in my truck but I felt safer in a tent. When I was in my tent, I heard this owl, one owl hooting in a very strange way. It didn't sound like a normal owl, it sounded more like a howl or a yell, almost like a human voice intermixed. I was confused that it was just one owl. I never heard an owl make such a noise before. I was curious and also kind of frightened, so I stayed awake. I would hear the noise all intermittently throughout the night, just past the lake. I never heard an owl that close to me either. It appeared like it kept getting closer, which I also thought was rather odd. Then, at about 1 a.m., I heard it again as well, and this time it was very close by, maybe 100 yards away from my tent. So, curiously, I shined my flashlight around but could not see anything. The next time I heard the owl, it was closer. There were no other noises, the night was eerily silent. I was confused, I was scared. Now it was about 1.30 and I was very tired and also scared. I heard the owl now on the other side of the lake. I kept shutting my light around but could not see anything. After some time, I just finally decided to give up and decided that that was enough. So, I went back to my tent and laid down and forced myself to go to sleep. I woke up early to the sun shining in my face as I got out of my tent. I noticed the forest was still quiet and I noticed something else, very disturbing maybe no more than 30 yards away from my campsite, specifically, my tent, were these large bipedal tracks. The only problem is they were not sure or feet prints. They were large prints of a coyote, it appeared to be, and they moved from here around my tent to the lake. Well, they just seemed to stop, not to the shore to the lake, but just stopped. I wasn't exactly sure what I should make of it. After returning back, I had heard some other stories about finding mutilated deer all in that same area and other people talking about hearing owls hooting and being strange screaming voices almost like it's part animal part human. All these stories centered around Buckhorn State Park. Now, not only am I left confused but also scared because I believe that possibly I encountered a shapeshifter or a skinwalker, something of Native American legend. Although, I can't be 100% certain. I feel like I have enough proof to back me up on this. I was a ranger in St. Louis County, Minnesota. The year was 2007. A man and our staff went missing during his lunch break. He was a husband and father. We sent a search party out to locate him. We searched the area for about a day or so, but he was nowhere to be found we even made inquiries to other nearby towns, but they had no information. We assumed he had wandered away from the area and may have perished. The family of this man requested his remains be found and buried. We honored this request. We had several months go by and we put this man behind us. Then, a strange occurrence happened one early evening in the fall. I was out on patrol running radar on the roads. I was about two miles north of town which is a rural area. I was doing my rounds and I spotted a pair of eyes in the ditch. I thought it was a fox or something. I stopped my vehicle, stepped out. I wasn't expecting what I saw next. A dark, shadowy figure became now visible. It was hunched over, finishing off a deer. This deer was a simple four-point buck. The thing had just been killed and was eating it. That's not all. I was shocked at what followed. It stood back up, this thing on two legs walking upright. It looked me in the eyes and quickly disappeared. The eyes were blood red. I watched this thing walk off into a nearby creek and disappeared immediately. I went back to the office and called my boss and told him when I saw him. He told me to stay there until he could get there. So I sat there staying in the office while my boss and another ranger wrote down everything they could about what I had to say. They searched for a few hours but could not find anything. I was scared to go out on patrol the next few days. It only happened one or two more times after this and even then that's probably too much. I ended up seeing it again in the area where I first saw it. It never acted aggressive but it was always in that area. The final time it was winter and there was about 12 inches of snow on the ground. I saw it again. This was the last time. I was relieved when the spring came and I did not have to patrol that section any longer. Now, before I end my story, let me quickly tell you why I included the first part about the man missing after lunch. I believe that his spirit became disembodied and turned into this horrible, ghastly apparition that I saw, or otherwise known as a Windigo. I believe that it's possible that his spirit or him dying turned into this creature that I saw. Of course, This is just a wild theory, but I cling to it because it makes sense to me. I would love to hear any comments or thoughts or even theories on what they think. Do you believe that he turned into a Wendigo? Is it possible that he died and his spirit was able to manifest as this being? I don't know. I decided to rent a cabin way up in northern Michigan for a week with my sister Tanya. My sister is a writer and this was also what she needed because she hadn't written in two weeks. So off we went. It was late May and still quite chilly, but we didn't care about the weather because we weren't there for sunbathing on the beach. The cottage was rustic but recently redone and it was located on a small pond but was surrounded by thick woods. Our cottage was the last one down a long dirt road. The cottage owner had put in several really nice long trails because if not then nobody was enjoying the woods. The first day we were unloading our luggage from the car and a young guy and his mom walked up the driveway. They introduced themselves and said they owned the house a little way down the road and they went for walks a few times a week for exercise past the cottage. The mother Linda mentioned that her husband had passed away a few years earlier and of course, I told her that I lost my husband Josh a few months earlier as well. Linda looks so sad for me but her son Brendan had a smirk on his face which really creeped me out. Linda seemed to notice this as well and said, okay let's leave these ladies to unpack, and then said their goodbyes. I was unnerved by the way Brendan looked at me and I noticed he kept looking back at me as they walked away. On the first day, we just hung around the cabin. The next day I went for a walk alone so Tanya could get some writing done. I chose the path the owner said was the easiest. I had been walking for 10 minutes when I heard the sound of a small animal moving through the underbrush maybe something the size of a rabbit. So I stopped to listen and when I stopped the rustling stopped. I happened to glance back and I saw the shape of a human standing behind the thicket. I thought it was Brandon so I turned and kept walking. I was almost halfway and I'd see a tree about 30 feet in front of me but completely surrounded by the same thicket. I saw what again I perceived to be a naked Brandon. I couldn't see clearly because he was shrouded in darkness but I saw him perched on the bottom limb of a tree just crouched there staring at me. I could see one hand holding the limb he was crouched on and his other arm was wrapped around the tree trunk. But now that I look back and I know what I was looking at. I can't believe I thought it was Brandon. A day or two later I was finally able to pull Tanya away from her laptop and we were on the porch to watch the sunset. We distinctly heard a wolf howl from at least the other side of the pond. We agreed it was really close but we weren't too worried. We were more worried about the mother bears as we were told by Linda and the cabin owner that we needed to keep the bear spray on us at all times because the cubs were very young and the mothers were really protective. About 10 minutes later we heard an animal screaming. Oh my gosh. We were both saying and covering our ears. Tanya was saying this is too close to nature for me. Then Tanya went in to use the bathroom and when she came back she said what is that and pointed to the wood line. I saw the shrub shaking then an animal came out of the woods with a baby deer hanging from its mouth. The baby wasn't just a newborn. We looked at pictures showing various ages and it was probably two weeks old approximately. We are not country girls so please don't get on me for being wrong. Anyway, Tanya said, no, I don't want to see this and she went inside. I sat looking at this animal. I was fairly certain the fawn was already dead or I would have done something at least I'd like to think I would have. What, I don't know. But regardless I was trying to figure out what this animal was. It was walking into the open from the woods. It dropped the fawn from its mouth then it started sniffing it. I was fairly certain that this was a very large wolf with a case of the mange because its hair was thick around the neck like a lion's mane and it was thin to bare in spots. Its rear end was bald and I didn't even see a tail. I noticed it looked almost deformed because the back end sat way lower than the front. The animal seemed almost mesmerized by the fawn. It stared and sniffed at it, then it pushed it forward or over by using its nose. Then it picked it up by the mouth and started shaking it side to side viciously. Then it started biting into the midsection and when it lifted its head to chew you could clearly see intestines hanging out of its mouth now I believe I let out a sound at that point because it looked at me surprised and then ran about 10 feet to the large tree. It turned around and literally stood on its back legs. Oh my gosh. I realized this was the thing I saw up in the tree. I could clearly see the eyes were rusty colored and they were illuminated. They were glowing from the inside. It was starting to turn dusk. It just continued to stand there behind that tree. It seemed to be apprehensive a little, but it was staring at me and then it would look towards the fawn. At one point I thought I saw it lift its lip and the whole muzzle started to vibrate like it was trying not to bare its teeth. Finally, it got down on all four feet and started walking slowly to the fawn. When it was almost there it swung its head in my direction and let out a low menacing growl. At the same time, it bared its teeth. This animal was at least 400 pounds. It could be even bigger but I'm afraid that the naysayers will call me a liar. This animal was at least 3-4 to times as big as my German Shepherd. All the way around its head was huge. But what really terrified me was when it sneered at me and went down for the fawn. Its teeth were at least 3 inches long, sharp, and jagged. When it got to the fawn it picked it up in its mouth and took off at a fast slope. We didn't leave for walks after that. We barely left the cabin. When we did leave the last day we drove over to that tree and I got out and stood beside where it stood and I can say without a doubt it was well over six and a half to seven and a half feet tall. We drove past Linda's house and on second thought I asked Tanya to turn back around. I wanted to tell them what we saw. Linda was genuinely concerned and seemed shocked to hear what we saw she appreciated that we thought enough to stop. When we got home we called the landlord and he said straight away that we were warned to carry bear spray, so I just left it at that. I figured he thought we wanted our money back and that wasn't the case. So that's our story. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a Bigfoot. It was mid-November 2021 and me and about 10 friends were camping in the woods in the Sawtooth National Forest near Petite Lake. There were two groups of four people in two tents and one in a car and me and my buddy were in hammocks near the edge of the camp. It's about 1am and we all had been sleeping for about two hours. I wake up to my hammock mate panting extremely heavily and yelling my name. I am confused and get up and help him. He is paralyzed by fear. He said that he had an extremely vivid dream that there was a black figure tall and slender trying to break into his car after he had seen this figure decapitate me and the rest of his friends. He said that he woke up to the figure near the car and saw all of our heads stuck on sticks throughout the camp. He proceeded, he said to click the car alarm button and the figure began to run circles around the car and the stop then dashed off extremely quickly into the woods. I was obviously freaked out at this point and I immediately felt very uneasy. But I told him it was just a bad dream and that he needs to go back to sleep. Him and I tried for about 5 minutes both stricken with fear at this point when we hear our friend in the tent begin to yell, no, no, don't take me. Side note, we had not awoken anyone else in the camp at this point. This freaked me and my buddy out quite a bit because we had no idea what was going on. We were also very vulnerable in our hammock by ourselves on the edge of our about 50-yard across camp. Our buddies yells Presete to wake up most of the rest of the camp. And we find out that our friend in the car that my buddy said clicked the car alarm of was awake. So all of us scared and awake have a conversation about what is going on and the buddy in the car says that he heard scratching on the window and heard something pull the door. He also said that he had seen the black figure running around the car as well. We were all freaked at this point and decided to move into the same tent. Our friend with the dream also claimed a similar murder story to the friend in the hammock. The next morning we all talked and so many of us experienced what happened that night 6 in total that we determined that it must have been some sort of being that was giving us nightmares. We called it a windigo but we have no idea. Also, we had friends that stayed at the same site about six months earlier and a few of them did notice weird things happening at camp at night like feelings of being watched or feeling of a being walking around their tent. Strange stuff in the Idaho mountains. What does this sound like and what do you all think? My mom lives in Sun Valley in one of the last neighborhoods at the base of the Sawtooth Mountain Range. So to give a better idea it's past Sun Valley Ski Resort on your way to Stanley Redfish Lake area but a bit before Smiley Creek Lodge. Anyways the house sits next to the road with a tree line in front of it and across the way is wooded area with a small river running through it. My husband and I would spend many nights on the front porch with his mom as she doesn't sleep much and occasionally would sleep in the trailer out front and every time you'd get this horribly uneasy feeling that something was watching you. There's plenty of wildlife out there deer, elk, bears, raccoons etc that would come into the yard at night but this being watched feeling always made you scan the trees. Like something was hiding in the trees just watching us waiting. The most notable times it'd be the middle of summer no wind and you'd hear the trees rushing and see them moving as if something was moving in them and we'd see a much darker figure moving about them. Tall Slender if you ever heard of Slender Man this is what I can most relate the figure to. The nights we'd sleep in the trailer you could hear something tapping on the doors and windows we'd blame the trees but the trees honestly weren't close enough to tap like that. And her dog would always run to the same spot in the front yard. Backyard and garage, and just start barking like there was an intruder every night. Sometime when you'd go to get the dog to stop barking, you'd hear something in the distance move off quickly, would try to brush it off as wildlife, but it was always the same places and it would be the darkest areas. Pretty sure the dog saw something we didn't. I've had other experiences with the dreaded feeling of being watched or followed and seeing a tall, slender shape amongst the trees, both in the Sawtooth Mountain Range, the South Hills most creepy experience there, and my own neighborhoods in town. I really believe Idaho is full of cryptic unknown creatures simply because of the emptiness, and all the strangeness that Idaho seems to harness. Totally believe you guys ended up camping in something's home and you were not welcomed. Glad everyone is okay. The date was January 10, 2021. It was a cold night with a slight fog outside my hometown of Tunkhannock in northeast Pennsylvania. Many nights I like to take long walks in order to clear my mind from the busy day. I walked on the rural road by this large patch of woods not far from my home. On my right is an old building with two small wooden houses beside it. As I'm looking I notice movement. Then I see an 8-10 to ten foot pale white figure briskly walk across the road from one of the houses to the woods about 50 feet from me. I know I saw something so I quickly continue forward. Whatever it was, I wanted nothing to do with it and I now wanted to get home as fast as possible. A minute or two later, I look up. Again, I see this pale figure that is now on all fours but still 5 feet tall at the shoulder it is about 100 feet in the woods to the left of me. It had bleached white skin, a bald head, and huge black eyes. It had a human face and body except it looked extremely emaciated and its arms were like super long. It started to sway its body back and forth like a mantis. This is when I ran as fast as I could. I only looked back after I ran for a solid five minutes and I don't believe it had chased me. I was very close to home and I was concerned that this pale humanoid was lurking about so near to where I lived. I have no idea what I saw but I know that it was real, not an apparition. I know that you have written a book about these pale humanoids and I wonder if this may be what you described as a crawler? Thanks. I was filling in at O'Hare Fire Station 2 on the July 4, 2022 weekend. We were outside in the patio area talking and watching the distant fireworks display. As we talked we heard what sounded like a very loud screeching noise. It sounded like the brakes on a large truck. We didn't pay it any mind because it was probably a semi or airport maintenance vehicle that was nearby. There is a cargo terminal within sight of the station so we didn't give it a second thought until we heard a series of clicks. Rapid, loud clicking followed by that sound again. It was then that one of the other guys saw something and said, WTF is that? We looked up to see a figure in the sky. It looked like a human with wings and it had a pair of bright orange eyes. One of the firefighters said it was the infamous Batman and said it was seen all over the airport and the surrounding suburbs. It was only visible for about five seconds before it flew out of sight toward the north. I haven't spoken about these events to anyone since they've happened to me over a decade ago, honestly, closer to 15 years. I am now a 30-year-old man and what I experienced in Red Ash, Kerryville, Tennessee happened to me when I was about 15 or 16 years old. Red Ash is a small area off Interstate 75 running through Campbell County, Tennessee, the county where I was born and raised and still reside in now. Red Ash was established over a hundred years ago as a little mining province, but is now defined as the land between Red Ash Cemetery and Red Ash Baptist Church off of Old Tennessee Highway 63 and if you go googling it you'll see that it has a reputation of arguably being one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. From ghosts of miners, goatmen, and even murdered witches, if you read long and deep enough, you'll see there's lots of strange happenings around this area. But I am not here to tell you I saw a seven foot tall man with the head of a goat and hooven feet standing at the base of a train track tussle. But what I saw I still to this day can't explain. About 15 years ago, a few friends and I, one guy who was a couple years older than myself and two lady friends of ours, were driving around one Saturday night looking to find something to get into in our small, quiet town. So naturally, of course, We came to the conclusion to do what all the teenage kids do that grow up in our county. We decided to go to Red Ash and test some of the legends and boy are there a lot of them. But those are stories for a different page, this one isn't about urban legends. This is about what I actually saw. We went to a set of train tracks that if you park on and turn your vehicle off that, somehow, the car will start to rock and gently roll off the tracks. That didn't work for us. So we decided to head up the road to the cemetery to tell ghost stories. On the ride to the cemetery, one of the girls with us said her grandpa had told her on one of the unnamed dirt roads in red ashes an old, abandoned graveyard where a lady was murdered and buried almost 200 years ago for supposedly being a witch. We thought what the hell and decided to go looking for this graveyard to see if we could find the unmarked grave. We turned down one dirt road barely wide enough for my friend's small car and drove down it for a few minutes when all of a sudden we're hit with blue lights behind us. And when I say all of a sudden, I mean it. Now, mind you it was around midnight and pretty dark out, but we didn't see headlights or anything trailing behind us. Just the burst of blue police lights. My friend pulls off the road as much as possible, and the cop pulls behind us and gets out of his cruiser and walks to the door my friend already has his window down it's late july and 80 degrees at night with no ac in his car and he is waiting to be asked for his license and registration the cop doesn't ask for he walks up and looks through the rolled down window at my friend and says you guys shouldn't be here it's dangerous and a bad place please leave now i'm not sure about you guys but hearing a cop say shouldn't and please isn't normal Usually, we hear can't and now. But that's what he said and it threw my friend off and he kind of stammered for words before the cop repeated himself, please tell me you'll turn around, you shouldn't be here. It's dangerous. This time, though, my friend said yes sir and the cop just turned around and walked back to his car, turned off his lights and drove around us, continuing on the road. That's when I noticed he wasn't driving one of the Tahoes or Chargers they typically drove, but a Crown Vic and an old Crown Vic. An early 80s square body Crown Victoria car. It was so bizarre. But we didn't think much of it then. We just decided to head straight and follow him and turn around when he did. We followed him for a few seconds, up until he went up the hill on the dirt road and went around a curve. Once we got up there, past the curve and we noticed he was gone. Couldn't see any signs of his vehicle or anything. He wasn't pulled over off the road, so we thought he might have been more familiar with the road and must have sped up to get to the end of it. So we followed the road for a couple more miles, no sign of the cop anywhere. Until we got to the end of the road, and it ended in a dead end. The cop was still nowhere to be found. No signs of him passing us, pulling off the road, which was barely wide enough for him to pass us while we were pulled off it earlier, and there were no roads connecting to this old dirt road. So many little weird things happened, and honestly, I still don't know what I saw or how to explain it. All I can say is that things are weird up there around red ash, and even now, I still listen to that cop. It's dangerous up there, and I stay away from it. A few years ago in my previous home, I saw a strange aberration in the hallway by my son's room. It looked like a hazy distorted image of a humanoid figure. I did not think much of it and thought it was just my mind thinking something was there that really wasn't. I occurred a few times but then one day I heard my son screaming and crying. I could tell from his cry that it was something serious and not him just being upset about something. I ran into his room and he was crying saying that there was a big scary man in his room and scaring him. It was one of the weirdest and scariest moments of my life. I knew there was no one else in the house. But could tell my son was truly terrified from whatever had just happened to him. My wife was with me when this happened and afterward she told me she had seen the same thing I had seen but also thought nothing of it. We had a spare bedroom by the kids' room where the grandparents stayed when they were in town. They also spoke of hearing footsteps at night and voices. I personally never experienced those but that just made the whole situation even stranger. This was back in 06-07, not sure, I was between 17 and 18 year old. Me and three friends stayed the night out in the desert of Atalanto, California. One of them lived in a trailer in the middle of nowhere which was fine because we were partying. Something happens during the kickback and I get mad and storm off outside. I walk for a good 5 minutes when all of a sudden the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. I'm confused by this unintentional reaction to God only knows what. I stop walking, all wildlife stops with me no more crickets, no owls, dead silent. I look straight ahead to my left and I see a figure about 6 feet, or more, move between two large cacti, and I immediately book it. I run as fast as I can knowing something is chasing me, I run inside the trailer and slam the door while screaming bloody murder and frantically am trying to tell my friends what just happened. They all started laughing thinking I was nuts but then out of nowhere you could hear a scrape running alongside the trailer, like claws on metal. Everyone freezes and we spend the rest of the night guarding all doors and windows. After that night it was never spoken of again. Has anyone experienced anything like this? Little background, I'm agnostic, and pretty skeptical. I don't believe in really anything paranormal, but I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness and the time of this story was during the late 80s, early 90s, mid-satanic panic era. There was a lot of circulated rumors about this or that being demonic, and you had to be careful about what you're brought into your house lest you invite demons into your home, so I guess they're like vampires or bedbugs. Also lots of urban legend stories, a lot of them involving smurfs, like smurf wallpaper stomping newborns to death in their sleep and the like. Important to understand is that JWs don't believe in ghosts or aliens or anything else, but rather than discount the stories themselves altogether, they merely blame them on board, vindictive demons messing with us because they've been banished to earth, as they are fallen angels, oh an interesting side note, apparently this eviction from heaven only happened in 1914, Not sure why God waited so long, maybe it's like renters protection and he needed to give them tons of notice and a free month's rent or something, but I digress, so yeah basically if there was a JW Scooby Doo cartoon, every ending would be the same, now let's see who's really behind this. And they'd remove the rubber alien mask, the glowing ghost sheet, the dinosaur fossil. I knew it. Just a regular old demon. Anyway around 9 to 10 years old, I start being left home alone. Big family so didn't happen much, but when it did I started noticing things from the corner of my eye, around the edges of darkened corners. Only a couple of times did I notice a discernible shape, and it looked like this stuffed toy someone in the house had recently gotten. Black furred, big nosed, kinda goofy yet terrifying in the right context. I guess think Five Nights at Freddy's style. Sometimes I'd get so freaked out I'd bolt out of the house with barely a jacket or shoes on and sit outside my house in the winter. I can't remember what excuse I gave when my family came home and found me shivering on the stoop, but I didn't tell them the truth. I even started to join my mom on painfully boring errands. Kids nowadays will likely fail to understand what hours of errands at the hair salon, dry cleaners, the bank or fanny's fabrics is like without cell phones, Or Nintendo Switches. At best we had tiger handheld games, which were typically less fun than simply staring at your hands. But I endured it all rather than be left alone with the demons. In retrospect all of this is easily dismissed, young mind crammed full of the idea that the world is teeming with demons out to get him, is left alone for the first time in his life, and his mind conjures demons out of flickering shadows but it's what comes next I can never hand wave away quite so easily. I'm about 11-ish I think, and I lose one of my last baby teeth, maybe my last one, I don't remember, but it's a molar. JWs famously don't celebrate anything, but there is few things that weren't forbidden, I just don't remember if we did the tooth fairy thing. I mean, I know there was no pretense of a fairy, just my mom taking my tooth and giving me a dollar but I know I didn't get a dollar for this last one, maybe it was too late in the game, being the lastish tooth and being the youngest of 8 kids, the kid tooth market was now incredibly saturated, she probably had a coffee can full, technically she might have even qualified as an ivory dealer. So I go to bed that night, and I have an oddly specific memory of putting my tooth on my bedside table on the metal base of my lamp. I wake up sometime during the night, and it's full deep silent scary night, not my parents are still awake and I can hear them watching MASH in the living room night. It's one of those half awakes, where your dreams are still a vivid reality and you can effortlessly step back into them. I'm instantly aware of a large bluish white glowing presence at the end of my bed. It's an angel with its back to me, focused on something else. Which is odd, in and of itself, as the only thing in that part of my room of interest was my Dick Tracy action figures, so hopefully he was bringing me the blank figure, cause I couldn't find that shit anywhere. I don't remember if I could move, but I didn't, I was scared but in an oddly detached, non-panicky sort of way. He became aware of me and looked back, and not in a malevolent way, but not kindly either. It was more of a cold, slightly sneering indifference. Then I just fell back asleep. Which was obviously odd, had it been someone innocuous like my mom in my room at 3 am, I doubt I'd have drifted back off so quickly. Let alone a potentially fallen angel rooting through my collectibles. I loved those Dick Tracy toys, and I was very paranoid and protective about losing the Tommy guns on those things. It happened to a JW pal of mine, his mom took em all their weapons, and he was left with a bunch of squat, lego grip-handed, suited old men with stupid hats, and who wants to play with that. But I digress again. Then I just awoke in the morning, but I didn't immediately remember the previous night's visitor. I woke just like any other morning, sat up but then paused during my crooked Y-stretching, as my rested on my molar, still on the lamp base, but it had been expertly cut in half. It was perfectly smooth like it had been done with a laser, and the other half was gone. I didn't immediately suspect my mother. Firstly, I doubted she had access to that level of technology, and second, if it was her, then where was my 50 cents? Only then did I recall the previous night's events, and as you can imagine, it shook me up. I mean, there was the spooky paranormal aspects that would scare anyone but atop all that was the sheer randomness of it, nothing added up to anything, it was just an absolute casserole of nonsense. Now had the demon slash angel burnt a cockeyed 666 on my wall and left a steaming cauldron stuffed with smurf merchandise, then okay, sure, I'd have been terrified, but at least it would have been on brand, and fallen neatly into place with everything else I knew. But what the F did he want with half my tooth? I snatched up my half-tooth and went to find my mother, not really expecting answers, but at least wanting someone else to acknowledge and share in this messed-up situation. When I found her, I didn't editorialize or bring up any of the angel business, just handed it over with a hey look what happened to my tooth when I was asleep. She examined it closely, but far too briefly and handed it back with something like huh, that's kind of weird hey? Where's your father? Tell him breakfast is ready. Her lack of astonishment felt suspect. I went looking for my dad with the inner monologue of a TV detective. No, I don't think she did it, but she knows more than she's telling us. I didn't even bring it up to my dad, as my relationship with him was fraught, and it felt unwise to do so. More than likely I'd have been blamed for it in some way, and I'd be interrogated about my cola consumption. So I sat on this info. I think I tried to bring it up casually with my mom again later, but again got nothing. A week or so later it was missing off my dresser. I thought I maybe knocked it off or something and it'd show up eventually, but it never did. Shortly after this incident we moved to a new house and I never saw the flickering shadow demons again. I never had any more issues with being left alone in the house. As a skeptical adult looking back, I can say… Look, I turned 12, I got over my fear of being home alone, and maybe I conjured the angel memory from nothing after that tooth incident, but that doesn't explain the tooth, and I remember the tooth. I could feel myself grasping for plausible scenarios, maybe there's some medical test that requires an inner tooth test, so my parents took it. But then why not just tell me? Why return the other half? It's the whole issue with this incident as even if you accept the existence of angels, demons, ghosts or the chupacabra, it doesn't really explain anything meaningful. So yeah that's it, I don't think about it often, but when I do, it still bothers me. So at the end of all of this I just hope someone or something is waiting for me, and they have with them half my tooth and some goddamn answers. In October of 2021, I encountered what I believed to be an extraterrestrial inside my house, followed soon after by three other extraterrestrials in my house. It was a normal Friday evening at first. My dad, I was in college in Montana, living with him at the time, had gone to sleep at about 10 p.m., and I stayed up until about 11.30. At 11.30 I turned off my TV and went to lay on my bed where I promptly pulled out my phone and began browsing. This lasted for about 45 minutes before I finally decided to go to sleep. I realized that my throat felt a little dry, so I got up to get some water from the fridge. My room used to be a second living room off the kitchen, so there's no door on the frame, only a thick curtain. As I approached the curtain everything was normal it was just a normal night. The only thing that seemed a little off was how quiet it was. There were no crickets chirping outside, which there always were, I live in a secluded country ranch house, which was unusual. I could still hear my dad's white noise maker in his bedroom though, he uses it to help him sleep. It felt like a normal late night. I pulled the curtain aside to step out into the kitchen and experience the single most terrifying thing in my entire life. Behind the curtain was what I believed to be an extraterrestrial-slash-alien. It was facing the hallway to my dad's room and it was in a crouched position. We had a nightlight plugged in right above the kitchen countertop, so I assume it was trying to avoid that light. Its skin color was a sort of dark gray-slash-gunmetal color. As I pulled the curtain all the way back, the alien turned its head sharply to look at me. I gasped and was immediately overcome by an immense sense of dread and terror. I was quite literally paralyzed by fear. I just stood there with my hand on the curtain, mouth agape. It stared at me for a couple of seconds and then everything went black. I regained consciousness an hour later and was laying on top of my bed, the cover still made. My heart was pounding, and it felt like it was beating a million times a minute. I saw something on my left which was the darkest part of my room, and had a door leading to our carport. Standing over my bed were three dark grey figures. They were tall, their heads nearly touching the seven-foot ceilings in my room. I turned my head, stared at them, and began to experience the same sense of terror as before. It was the exact same sense of dread and paralysis. I was unable to move, unable to speak, unable to do anything except look. This time they looked at me for much longer than a couple of seconds. It felt like it lasted a full minute or more. At the end of that minute, the being in the middle leaned in a little bit and moved its hand toward my foot. It tapped its finger on my foot three times, slowly. Each time it tapped, a strange sensation pulsed through my body. It was just a weird energy that I can't really describe. After the third pulse subsided, the being stood straight again, and then everything went black again. I regained consciousness yet again a minute or two later, still on top of my bed, cover still made, and immediately began to cry. I don't mean just a tear or two, I mean that I was quite literally just bawling my eyes out for the next few minutes. Eventually, all that emotion subsided and I grabbed my phone from my bedside table. It was 1.33am. I didn't end up going to sleep at all that night. I just sort of sat there on my bed trying to explain to myself what just happened. In the year since this has happened, I've yet to come up with an explanation that doesn't involve aliens, demons, ghosts, or some sort of paranormal phenomenon. I thought of sleep paralysis at first, but I never went to sleep before I saw the first one. I was wide awake still when I went to get a drink of water. I wasn't dreaming, because I hadn't yet gone to sleep. When the three came right after I thought that it could be sleep paralysis since I woke up on my bed, and was unable to move or even scream when they looked at me. But how did I get in bed when the last thing I remember was looking at the first one in my kitchen? I know you hallucinate when experiencing sleep paralysis, but how did I see three distinct beings that essentially remained motionless, and what was that sensation whenever it tapped my foot? If it was sleep paralysis... I've never had it before, and I haven't had it since. If it was some sort of spontaneous mental breakdown, I've never had one before and haven't had one since. If it was just some bad nightmare, when did I go from browsing Reddit and getting a drink of water to asleep and having a nightmare? Every time I think about it, I get an uneasy feeling, just thinking about the dread I felt that night. It makes me feel squirmy and nervous. That night felt like death but I don't know if whatever was in my house, or whatever I imagined was malevolent. I don't know if they hurt me or did anything to me or my dad. I don't know if I was crazy, sleep deprived, or actually encountered aliens in my house. I've seen and felt some strange things before and after, including lost time, seeing what I believe to be UFOs, and animals on the ranch we live on being mutilated. The lost time thing was a little freaky. I was texting my brother about video games in the middle of the morning. I was in the middle of a response, laying on the bed in my room, when all of a sudden I was sitting on the couch in the first living room, opposite the kitchen to my bedroom. Seven whole hours had passed, and I didn't remember any of it. There were two texts from my brother, about an hour apart, the first of which was him asking if I got his text, then the second was just a couple of question marks. I was confused and didn't really know what to do. The UFO's thing is self-explanatory. I've seen lights fly over my house at night. There is an airport about an hour away and I see planes on occasion, but these lights are always either too fast to be a plane, too slow to be a plane, or too quiet to be a low-flying helicopter. The animal mutilation thing is the saddest part for me. I have about 10 outside cats or barn cats that I feed regularly and who keep away snakes, bugs, and whatnot. Most of them are spayed-slash-neutered and vaccinated, but new ones show up still and get pregnant somehow. Every so often one of them gets killed be it by a mountain lion, stray dog, coyote, or other cat. It's gruesome but it happens. But there have been a couple in the past few months that have made no sense, and all have been the same way. A single cut down the middle of their bodies, running from their jaw all the way to their genitalia. The cut goes all the way through their sternum and everything. It's always perfectly straight, and none of their internal organs or anything is damaged. It's like someone took a razor or something and slit them. We've found them on our driveway and the private road leading to our driveway. There's never any blood, and the cat is just dead on the ground, already in rigor mortis. It makes no sense and it makes me sad because I've raised most of those cats from kittens. A friend and I saw something several years back. It was very thin and its skin looked as if it had a full body latex suit on. Very shiny. Bone structure in its face but no eyes or orifices. You could see the ribs. Head was elongated and fingers long and pointy. Had a peculiar looking gait to it. This was late at night and the creature was directly under a security light in my friend's backyard. We had been sitting quietly in his truck. This thing walked up not noticing us. Maybe 15 feet in front of us, directly under the security light. My friend screamed and it jumped and faced us. It then took off towards the woods. We had been gone for a while and just sitting in the driveway chilling before we went in. We had actually pushed the truck to the house because we had ran out of gas right before we got back to his house. We finally got brave enough to run into the house but the door was locked and he didn't have a key because he never locked the house. Then we go around the house to try to get through his bedroom window only to find that it was open. Not only was it open but the screen was wadded up and shredded on the ground. Anyone have any idea what this thing could have been? This was in 1996 or 97. I've never been able to figure it out. Okay so a few years ago go back in 2014 I came across something that I had never seen before and still to this day, I have no idea what it was. I remember the day as if it were yesterday. It was summer and the evening was hot and sticky. My best friend Kay and I were on our way to Winchester, Ohio. She had been dating a boy and they ended up breaking up like a few days before. We were going to his house to exchange property and I was there to make sure everything went smoothly. After we did the exchange of property, we headed back to my town of Hillsboro. Winchester was like an hour or so away so it was getting dark. We were on the back roads listening to music and just jamming out. We were what I am assuming halfway home, when we were coming over a hill. Night had fallen, on the left side of the car was long grass. Like it was super long, like taller than me. As we reached the top of the hill we saw a black figure come out of the long grass. At first we thought it was some random animal since we were in the middle of nowhere. But as we got closer we realized that it wasn't. The figure was on all fours and crawled on its hands and knees. I know that if it had stood up it would have been at least six feet four maybe taller. When our headlights hit it we got a better look and it turned its head and looked at us. It was completely black and shiny, looking like it was dipped in tar. Its eyes were round and milky white, its mouth was full of sharp teeth. I remember my blood ran cold and Kay asked me what that was but I didn't know. She asked me what should we do. I had a strange feeling that if we stopped the car something bad was gonna happen. So I told her to floor it and don't stop. As we got closer it turned around and went back into the long grass. We haven't spoken about it since. Ever since I saw it I've been trying to rack my brain trying to figure out what it was. I have done research and have come up with nothing and just thinking about it sends chills down my spine. Does anyone ever hear or seen a creature like that? This story goes back probably when I had between 10 or 12 years old I can't describe if it was either a paranormal experience or an alien experience however when O told this to my sister she told me she experienced the same thing. I couldn't sleep and I was watching Adventure Time before midnight I can't remember the episode however something was off when suddenly the signal changed to a scene a background of three humanoid-shaped black silhouettes standing on top of a hill on the screen while behind them some strobe-like red lights and black stripes were flashing rapidly, swapping positions with each other looking like sun rays or the flag of the Japanese empire. This went on for about 10 seconds or so and a very unsettling sound was playing in the background, it was almost like a shepherd tone. I was petrified and confused on whatever the hell I just witnessed since this was never aired on the original episode and what kind of signal capturing interruption was going on because it was short and didn't mean anything, it was very odd. I felt very uncomfortable and terrified for a moment, about 30 seconds pass and behind my windows curtains I see bright but dim green light pass by. It was almost like if a car's headlight passed by but it was no car since my room is on the second floor and in front of my window there's a roof so no cars obviously but that light passing behind my window was as fast as a moving vehicle, 30 seconds later my whole room began to shake violently up and down like a very strong vibration and I couldn't sleep after an hour because I couldn't process what just happened. It's been almost 10 years and I'm telling this to my older sister detail by detail and she got goosebumps after I finished because she told me she had the same experience however an entity came to visit her. She was very lucid and said out loud is this real? Is this really happening? What is happening? She described this entity to me as looking like the little girl from the movie The Ring and she responded to her saying yes it is and you don't have to be afraid and went away. She couldn't sleep for an hour and began to cry after that hour passed. That's my story, I'll try to post the pictures of some drawings trying to recreate the event. What did I see? A couple of weeks ago on the western side of Wisconsin along a gravel road that was lightly wooded I saw a shaded figure walking nonchalantly across the road into the woods almost perfectly invisible except for when it passed a tree on the edge of the road. Between the whiteness of the freshly fallen snow and the dark bark of the tree. I would have completely missed it unfortunately for whatever it is. The shadow turned darker than the tree bark and was more pronounced against it. I passed by at that point and have been thinking about it ever since.